0: I'm so ready. <laughs> I can't wait for you to learn about this guy. We do. Okay, <laughs> we're we're live. Oh, my bad. Here's podcast. Okay,
1: oh, And it's a movie show today. Yes. We're going to talk about <laughs> The Boy and Daniel LaPlante. Spoiler alert, if you know who Daniel LaPlante is, now you know how The Boy ends. Um, and also yeah. we're going to talk about it on the episode and we're going to make fun of the English, which my mom is half English. I'm allowed to do that. Also, anybody's allowed to do that. <laughs> oh.
0: um, if you didn't want us to make fun of you years and years later... England, you should have won the war. Okay, anyway. <laughs> any? oh no, I just hit my microphone. I'm really... Today is just one of those days where I'm dropping everything I talked. <laughs> You're just batting a thousand. It's Yeah, I'm just like, oh, well, that's cool. Also, I have a giant bruise on my thigh now. What did you do? I don't know. I'm an idiot. So I was... <laughs> she's like not
1: even making eye contact through the camera she did something real dumb folks
0: (laughs) not real dumb so we had like leaves of our table um like leaning against the wall that is by the door and i went and i was carrying our laundry back up from the basement so my hands were full and I opened the door too far because I just sort of like hit it with my hip to like propel it open because my because I'm like juggling this laundry basket yeah and the door hit the table leaf and the leaf came crashing down and since my hands were full I couldn't stop it so I just like stopped it with my thigh Ow. and now it looks real ugly it looks like my lacrosse uh when I played lacrosse like the bruises
1: the ball would leave that's what it looks like it's like well, I have this stupid burn on my hand. Um <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it looks, here, can I show you? See, it's just like, yeah, the dead skin around the edge. So every fucking summer I feel I get fruit flies in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the real issue is the sink drain because that's where they lay their eggs. Right. So I was, <laughs> I forget what we were trying to do. Oh, I think Jack and I were trying to bake something. So might have been yes this is when we were baking the pie i think anyway and um i'm running he's trying to bake this pie i'm also trying to bake the pie but i'm also running around the kitchen wearing gloves because i'm squeamish trying to clap the fucking fruit flies to death
0: you're Wearing gloves while you're trying to kill fruit flies.
1: yes <laughs> so i'm just wearing these big rubber gloves going damn it fuck Die And Jack is like, can we please focus on the pie we're trying to make? Because it's my family's pie recipe. He's like, what do I do next? And I'm like, hang on a second. Fuck. <laughs> die. And uh, finally I get fed up. I boil some water with the kettle and then I go to pour it down the drain in the hopes that it'll kill some of these nests. Yeah. And there was some stuff in the sink because we'd been baking, obviously. And so I tried to push it out of the way with one hand and then pour with the other hand. Mm-hmm. But my hand slipped into the path of the boiling water.
0: Yeah. So
1: I scalded it pretty bad. And it was, I was, at first it didn't feel much worse than like, you know, touching something hot, but then like all that evening it hurt even just to have air move over it. So I popped some ibuprofen and then like the next day, it only hurt if you like rubbed it, and ever oh, since I took I- some
0: ibuprofen and handled my shit. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's been it's been looking nastier because all the damaged skin is finally falling away, but it feels way better. But
0: yeah, you're, uh, yeah I, I sent Abby a Snapchat
1: that. where I'm petting my cat with my burned hand, and she's like, "What the fuck?"
0: It <laughs> <laughs> was like, this wrinkly, like witch finger, <laughs> <in my laughs> witch thumb, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?"
1: <laughs> yep, just. Just uh, fucking it up. Okay. So I
0: couldn't tell if it was like a splint. Like you know how they just like tape it when you Yeah. So I yeah, couldn't I mean. tell if you had like jammed your thumb and like broke it or something. And I was like, like
1: what the taped hell? it with like a weird, slightly yeah. not quite skin color bandage. Yeah, no, that's just funny.
0: that's just what my hand looks like now. We're good at this. Uh okay.
1: So the boy oh is a 2016 movie and it's got who is in it nobody that i like nobody super recognized the, um,
0: william brent bell directed the boy and he did the movie the double inside from 2012 which is a uh, possession that flick that sounds
1: um, familiar
0: the with connect the cuts connect the cuts
1: what i don't know if i've seen that one um but it's got lauren cohen uh playing greta evans and she's this american who goes to this you know like rambling tumble down mansion in i guess what's supposed to be rural england and like
0: tumble down mansion but a mansion nonetheless
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah outside it's like oh this is definitely a like a, a horror movie mansion but inside it's very like well appointed mm-hmm. um and it's this elderly couple, and they have this son, Brahms, and immediately I'm like, how could their son be, like, still a little kid in need of supervision? Because they're obviously, like, in their 60s or older. Yeah, or older, yeah. Yeah, so you're like, okay. odd.
0: Uh, they have all gray hair, and you're like,
1: um. Yeah, the, uh, the quote-unquote parents are, uh, the Heelshers are played by Jim Norton and Diana Hardcastle. And uh, so Greta shows up, and... The Heelshers aren't there yet, but the grocery boy Malcolm is. And he's played by Rupert Evans, who I swear I know from somewhere. Um, oh, he was in the Amazon Man in the High Castle, which I haven't seen, but I have read Man in the High Castle, so I might have heard about it. Oh, he played like an FBI agent in Hellboy um, and some other smaller stuff. So, British lad yeah anyway he's he's kind of cute he tries to like hit on her they talk about like they get onto the subject of actually a tea leaf reading i believe uh which we've talked about abby's tea leaf reading grandma previously on this show yeah. um but they start talking about like divination of some kind and he makes a joke that he can read your chewed gum and uh so she's like are you serious because she's chewing gum and he's like yeah let me take a look so she hands him she hands him her abc gum And I'm like, this is such a weird way to this is like, this is worse than when I flirt. Um and
0: okay, so going off last up our Houdini episode, I've never killed someone that I flirted so poorly and I've never handed them ABC gum.
1: (laughs) So we're doing okay. If you're not from the
0: Midwest and you don't know what A B C gum is, look it up.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um And he looks at it and he spins this like funny tale about how she's like a writer and she's come to get away from it all to like write a novel in the English countryside or something like that. And she's like, ah, you know, not even. And he's like, okay, wait, wait, one more chance, one more chance. And then he makes up a story that he, I think he thinks is equally fanciful, but he's like, you know, you're you're on the run from somebody, you know, and you're here like undercover, blah, 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 to get away from your old life. And she's like, ha, ha i'll take my gum back and i'm like oh wow we just got fucking bricked with this foreshadowing um he was like oh i'm sorry my bad <laughs> yeah so he's like oh god <laughs> i should have stopped like i should have only got given like 50 percent on the awful flirting not 100 percent. anyway so the heel turn up and they're like oh let us introduce you to our son and she's like word and then they like Take her to this. She overhears them like talking to their young son, like be good, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is Greta, blah, blah, blah. And then she walks into the room and they're talking to a porcelain doll. Yeah, It's it's like approximately the size of a small child, but it's a, a porcelain doll of like a little boy in a suit. And it resembles the boy in a huge portrait that she saw in the mansion earlier. And of course, like we talked about in our haunted paintings episode, the entire time I'm waiting for like the eyes on this kid's portrait to move around and shit. And the entire time in The Boy, I'm waiting for the doll to move. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for the doll to turn its head or, like, frown or I don't even know what. Just something upsetting that I'm not going to like. Just, like, have, like, crossed eyes, like. <laughs> Just, oh, like, God. something. This doll is going to move. We're going to see it and I'm not going to like it. And honestly, I appreciated that tension. We'll talk about The Boy too in a second, but they didn't, they didn't do it the same way because there's a different reason why the doll is creepy in the second movie. But Over. I appreciated that they didn't make the doll move at all in the first movie, you just spent the entire movie dreading when it's going to happen. Yeah. So they explain that there's this like long list of rules that she has to abide by like she has to wake him up and dress him and um yeah, like she can't cover his-
0: lessons, she has to read poetry nice and loud to him, you know, all these things. Yeah, and no visitors are allowed except for Malcolm on delivery days, like rules like Yeah.
1: And she has to play the music really loud and yeah, she has to read the poetry really loud. So you're like, okay, uh I and it's weird because she's like she's like tentative with this doll. She's like, so Abby and I were talking about at what point in the movie <laughs> would you leave? Would you just be Yeah, like, like, like when no? would it be too much? I'm like,
0: okay, if you're gonna pay me money to take care of a doll fine maybe i don't know i feel like i would just stick around because i would have so many questions and i
1: wanted to see how this played out like see when we were watching the movie you saw the doll and this was not the first time either of us had seen this movie but you were like you saw the doll and you were like that's it i'm out and i was like no i'm
0: not doing this for all that
1: money i was like that seems too easy i mean probably this would be a braver version of me that hasn't seen a lot of horror movies now that i've seen this movie i would immediately be like there's something fucking wrong going on here but at first well, I, it's
0: like I don't like dolls to Yeah. Be, you know.
1: At first it's like, all right, mildly pretty super weird but harmless. Um, uh, but yeah, like Greta is like the Mrs. Heelshire makes Greta like practice waking him up and dressing him, and she's just like super hesitant. And Mrs. Heelshire is like, you know, come on, like just wake him up, like blah blah blah. Like she's a little impatient with it. So she's like, Does she it's like, does she know how weird this is? So then yeah. at one point, Mr. Heelshire shows greta around on the grounds and like how to empty the rat traps and stuff that they've laid all on the grounds and he says like you must be you know you must be seeing all this and like wondering how how we got this far like i you know i it i know what it looks like blah 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 so it's like okay so he's aware that this is weird so then you start to wonder he's like it seems like it happened very slowly and then all at once and Mm -hmm. blah 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 and so it's like okay maybe he's doing this to indulge his wife like his wife is like you know delusional or dangerous or something you know and it cuts to the wife watching them through the window so you're like okay it's definitely Mrs. Heelshire. like there's something wrong with her like we're just doing this to placate her yeah. some weird shit going on so anyway then and this is where I would have given up like right Mr. Heelshire kind of reassured me it's funny because before the Heelshires turn up Greta asks Malcolm what Um, Brahms the the boy is like and he's like you just have to see for yourself and so when they first introduce her to the doll she laughs she thinks it's a joke and then Mm. Malcolm like comes in and seriously addresses Brahms and like gives her a look like no this is really it like Mm. play along so but where I definitely would have left is the (laughs) Heelshers are getting ready to leave and you know they like give Greta like a little hug goodbye and as she's hugging Greta goodbye Mrs. Heelsher leans in and goes I'm so sorry yeah I'd be like okay Ah! this doll is haunted this house is haunted. This, it's, stall um, is haunted this house is haunted everything in this bitch is haunted and i'm yes. out yep the estate is haunted the grounds are haunted something really bad is buried underneath it and it's this doll and just absolutely every bad thing is happening here everybody knows so it's it hell,
0: around the corner yeah yeah
1: no 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 no, no thank you so greta's like but Greta is pluckier than we, so she's just like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> and she immediately puts the doll in a corner with a blanket over its head because it's a creepy doll and just like goes about her day. And uh, so yeah, at first she ignores the rules, but like weird shit starts to happen. At first, it's like the blanket that she put over the doll's face is gone, and a copy of the rules saying, like, don't cover face is there. So mm-hmm. she's like, Maybe I put the rules there, and the blanket fell off like a little bit weird. Um but then, like, things get creepier. Like, she hears a child crying, and she hears voices and crap. And um, she's talking to she's talking to her friends in the States on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this guy, Cole, who, like, you know, he tried to come around the house, or he tried to call you. No, I didn't tell you where he was. So it's like, okay, obviously, she's got, like, a creepy ex that she is actually on the run from. Yeah. Um, and so things start to get weirder with Brahms, like, she starts to think that, like, maybe the doll's head was, like, not facing her when she left it. Like, it seems to move on its own, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then finally, she is in the shower. And while she's in the shower, her, like, clothes she- and her jewelry disappear. But- That's right. She's going on a date with Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her clothes and her jewelry disappear. And she notices that the door to the attic is open. I'm like, okay, if Mrs. Heal, I would have just run out of the house in my towel screaming at this point if I had lasted this long. But also. She just-
0: just for the record in this movie she came out of the shower and wrapped up her titties (laughs) unlike wait which
1: one was it where she didn't wrap up the The lodge yes the lodge (laughs) everything is wrapped up so she goes up to the attic to investigate and it slams shut behind her so when malcolm pulls up you know she like tries like screaming through she like tries like punching out it's like not a window it's just like a weird like slotted shuttery thing i forget what it's called um to yell at him from the attic but it's such a huge house he can't hear her and he just kind of shrugs and drives away and the next morning she wakes up you know she has malcolm come over and she's like shit is weird you know he searches the whole house there's nothing there finally she's home alone again um just with the doll she's still not following the rules and the phone rings and there's like a creepy little vo- boy voice on the other end of the phone going like greta why won't you follow the rules like why won't you play with me blah 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 and she's like sobbing she's freaked out and uh so she's in her room sobbing and we see like footsteps under like under the door and something is placed on the floor and you hear like a a little boy's voice saying like i'll be good or something like that and then walks away horrible hate it but what's she gonna do she's fucking gonna stay in her bedroom this entire time so -hmm. she tentatively opens the door and there's a pb and j on the floor which is her favorite so then she starts to think And she asks Malcolm about like, was there a real Brahms? And he explains that, yes, there was a real Brahms and he died in a fire 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she starts to think, okay, maybe there actually is like the ghost of this like lonely little boy in this doll. And it's freaky, but like she starts obeying the rules and nothing upsetting happens. And so she's like, okay, like there's something here. Like something is left of this little boy that died. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually just gonna kind of like nurture this weird ghost in this doll and it's gonna be fine
0: i don't think we talked about like how the little boy died like how the real brahms died
1: yeah he there was well we'll i'll come back to because malcolm like kind of reveals this piecemeal at first he just reveals that they had this little boy who died like 20 years ago at the age of eight in a house fire Mm -hmm. and uh that's when she you know and then and then the doll brings her this PB and J and that's when she starts to follow the rules. Cause she's like, yeah. okay, it's just this like lonely ghost of a boy who died. Um, If I had a ghost that was bringing me PB and J I'd be
0: like, all right.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Because that's so the worst you're going to do. Yeah. She's like, we're chill. And Malcolm starts to worry about her. He's like, you've this place. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's, this girl has gone like stir crazy with this doll and she thinks there's a ghost. Yep. So she explains to him that she was an, uh, Content Warning Ahead for um, Pregnancy Loss and Domestic Violence, she explains that she actually got pregnant by Cole, her boyfriend in the U.S., and he beat her and she lost the baby. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of feels, you know, she's like, I do know what it's like to lose a child the way the Healers do. And I, you know, kind of feel this like kindredness with this ghost of this, you know, lost child. And so then Malcolm is like, and she proves to Malcolm, like she asks Brahms, to like move while Malcolm's not in the room to prove to him that the doll moves on its own and it does and so Malcolm at first is like okay chill but then he's like actually no I am still worried about this and he explains to Greta that one time he tried to get some information out of Mr. Heelshire. I think it was like Brom's birthday or like the anniversary of his death yeah. one time and Mr. Heelshire was drunk as a skunk and Malcolm had been like Mr. Heelshire, like what's really the deal here like what was what was Brahms like, because he had heard he was like, you know, there's the polite talk and the pub talk, and the polite talk is that he was just, like, a nice little boy, and the pub talk is that there was something wrong with him. And, uh... <laughs> pub talk
0: is the exact opposite. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Mr. Heelshire apparently just looked at Malcolm and said that Brahms was odd. And Malcolm is like, the pub talk says that there was this little girl who would come over, like, on his birthday parties and stuff, and like... Girl, I think. Huh? like a
0: neighbor girl, yeah,
1: like a neighbor girl, and she like turned up dead in the woods, like mm-hmm. after she came to Brahms's birthday party, and then like right after that, the house burned down, so or you know, partially burned down, and Brahms died in the fire, so now everybody's like a little bit more on edge about this child ghost. But before Greta can decide what to do about that, her ex shows up. She had been talking to her friend in the States on the phone who has a little kid. And she was like, I'm really sorry, but my little kid like didn't know what to do. Cole came around to the house, you know, while he was home alone and intimidated Mm -hmm. him into giving Cole the address Mm -hmm. of where you're staying, you know. And like, I'm really sorry, but it's kind of not fair to expect that of a little kid. And Greta's like, no, I get it. You know, don't worry. I won't read anything he sends me. Of course, he doesn't fucking send anything. He shows up at the house. and he's like all right you know this has been ridiculous you're coming back to me here's our plane tickets we're flying back tomorrow and she doesn't want to and malcolm tries to get him to leave but he's like fuck off so malcolm is just outside in his truck in case something bad happens greta goes to bed with the doll and she's like i need you to help me out like i don't know what powers you have but i really don't want to go back with this guy he's dangerous he's bad news So Greta wakes up in the middle of the night because Cole is screaming his head off because he (laughs) is, he's sleeping on the couch and he wakes up and there's like a message in blood written on the wall that says like, get out now or something like that. Mm. And of course he assumes that Greta or Malcolm did it. You know, he starts trying to beat Greta up. Greta is screaming. Malcolm comes running inside and she's like, no, I'm serious. It's the doll, blah, blah, blah. And um, Cole is like, all right, I'm sick of this shit with this doll. You've lost your fucking mind. There's nothing going on with this doll. And he grabs the doll from her and swings it in a huge arc and smashes its porcelain head on a chair.
0: Yep.
1: And Greta and Malcolm are just like, what the fuck? We did not contemplate this outcome. And then all of the <laughs> walls start shaking. Stuff yep. starts falling off the walls. And everybody's like, literally, what the fuck? I do not know what to do about this. And out from the wall emerges a fully grown man with a porcelain like doll mask on.
0: Yeah. It's like- just like like a phantom of the opera because it's not like completely his like his whole face yeah it's like a half it's very creepy
1: yeah it's like most of his face yeah is covered by this like porcelain doll mask right. and he's still speaking in the little boy voice oh. and you're just like what the
0: Wait. fuck But you can clearly tell he's a grown-ass man because he's hairy as fuck.
1: Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's a big, hairy dude. I think the actor is, like, in his 30s or something. Yeah, yeah. well, and obviously the character is supposed to be, like, 28 or so. Um, Yeah, and so he just, like, emerges from the wall and everybody's like, what the fuck? And it all falls into place. Like, their kid killed this other kid, in order to cover, and maybe to cover it up, maybe not, there was a house fire. And ever since then, he's been like, you know, and they were like, oh, our son died. And ever since then, he's been like living in the walls. Mm -hmm. And he's been eating the scraps that they put like, you know, in the cupboard or whatever. And he has been like, yeah, yeah, and he's been like receiving an education sort of from these music and poetry lessons, which have to be super loud so he can hear them through through the walls. You know, he's been moving the doll to try and get Greta to behave, yada yada. So it's like, what and in the interim i'll I'll, I'll get to that okay so he emerges from the walls greta and malcolm are like he kills cole um brahms the real brahms kills cole and like greta and malcolm are running through the walls trying to escape because brahms is coming after them and they find his like hmm for some reason, he's
0: coming after them. For some
1: reason. I think it's because they're freaked out and they're obviously going to try and leave. And yeah. he doesn't want them to leave. Yeah. Um, and they find his, like, lair inside the house. It's, like, a room, like, built into the walls. And in there, they find one, like, a like a dummy of Greta made out of her stolen hair and jewelry and clothes that he's been sleeping with. Nope. Ah! And a note from his parents, um, content warning for suicide, His earlier in the movie we saw his parents like write a letter and then walk into a lake with rocks in their pockets. And Greta finally reads the note out loud and it's basically just like, we're so sorry, like we're just really tired, the girl is yours now. So they had never intended on coming back after their like holiday. And they had just intended Greta to be left there forever, like for Brahms. Yep. And so Greta's like, "What the fuck?" So then, obviously, they're trying to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Cole gets taken down by Brahms. Brahms started screaming at Greta in a normal voice that if she runs away, he's going to kill Malcolm she runs away anyway which is like yeah fair (laughs) she when she gets to the gate and she's like man like i never would have survived all this without malcolm so she turns around to go back and get him yeah she's
0: like i mean i guess i can try
1: (laughs) this is apparently the only normal man on planet earth who will interact with me (laughs) i should maybe (laughs) i should maybe see what i can do (laughs) so she goes back to the mansion and she tells brahms she's like brahms it's the rules it's time for bed you know, like, you have to get into bed. It's the rule. So then Brahms thinks that she's going to stay. Because mm-hmm. um, she's, like, gone back to this weird, like, regimen that he's obsessed with. Right. So he gets into bed, and then she was supposed to kiss the doll goodnight every night. And he's like, kiss goodnight, in his creepy boy voice. And she's like, no, you were bad. No, kiss goodnight. And then he, like, grabs her, and he's like, kiss goodnight. And she's like, fuck this. And she stabs him in the neck with a screwdriver. But he is, like, weirdly buff for a dude who's been living in the walls. <laughs> and he almost strangles her, but then she, like... Right
0: give me the brahms workout regimen
1: i know he's been doing like he's been doing like convict conditioning or whatever they call it just like all body weight stuff you can do like in your bedroom um
0: since he's like in a wall so he's like in a closet yeah
1: he's like i don't
0: have enough room to work out i have plenty of room to work out i just (laughs) <laughs> like if Brahms can fucking get buff as hell. I
1: a, know he like lifts her up off the ground, like almost strangles her until like she she's drives a loaf up.
0: of bread. Just like whoop,
1: yeah, just like you. Like she's the doll, but she finally gets him with the screwdriver, and she and Malcolm get out of there um, safely. And then at the end, we see someone in Brahms's bedroom like gluing the doll back together, and that's the end. Yeah. And we're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. So right. The boy two, I'm gonna give a much briefer synopsis because we're, well, we're we're gonna do a full episode on it. So maybe On the Boy Two? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll skip just, it. Maybe for just now. let like, Let's now. just say Brom's backpage. Okay. But now we're gonna talk about <laughs> ah, Brom's is back,
0: <laughs> Brahms is back I'm
1: trying to think, what was the tagline for the boy two? Because they were both the boy two. It has Katie Holmes in it, but it got way worse reviews than the original The Boy. I don't Um, think it was that bad. I thought it was pretty good. It was fine. I mean, neither of them were really well-received. I didn't see that
0: twist coming. I was like, clearly this is just a haunted doll. Like, like The twist at the end where this guy, like, grown-ass man crawls out of the walls.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I feel like they did a really good job of like this tension with these like lingering shots on the doll and you're just waiting for it to do something fucked up and I feel like she had a couple of like she, I think she had like a bad dream once or twice there were a couple of dream sequences where the doll does something upsetting but you never actually see it move you know and obviously it's because this dude in the wall has been moving it around but since I you know didn't see that coming the first time I watched this movie I really appreciated the tension that they like built up by having these lingering shots on the doll and you're like the doll is gonna like look or it's gonna like oh it's gonna do something upsetting it's gonna move I don't like it no thanks (laughs) is it my turn yes tell us about the real the boy
0: hey everyone it's abby again just wanted to let you know about our newest sponsor axial creations axial creations creates handmade unique and personalized jewelry and accessories for everyone its designs are based on chainmail, which are little links that can make really cool designs. And I've actually gotten lots of compliments on the personalized um, necklace, choke, choker necklace that I got um, from Axial Creations. So um, basically, if you want unique pieces of jewelry for a lovely price point that have been handmade with care check out axial creations on facebook or etsy and place your order now a special offer for queers for fears listeners if you enter the promo code queers for fears you'll receive 10 percent off your order at axial creations so check it out and let us know what you think okay (laughs) the real the boy the real the boy
1: so I... you uh, a real boy now, Greta. I would just like to say... Oh, uh, I, wow, I hated that. <laughs> I was trying to look up the guy that plays grown Brahms, because I was curious, because they don't show his like real face, oh, they just fat. show the mask. Huh? He's yeah, he's actually, he's not bad looking. Oh, I was huh? curious if they got a, a guy that kind of looks like, you know, the little boy in the in the painting, and the oh. little the little boy doll. I was like, I wonder if the actual grown Brahms actor looks anything like that and uh what I mostly found was really upsetting fan art of like (laughs) Brahms and Greta staying together forever and I was like what is wrong with y'all need Jesus y'all do not need the internet (laughs) please (laughs) please do not come back to deviant art until you have been to church at least once (laughs) This is a creepy dude living in the walls, gaslighting this lady. Uh, and you guys are like, Pretty Greta and Brahms forever. And I'm just like, EW! <laughs> so we came out in 2016, and this is some serious, like, 2007 style, like, fucked up shit. I yeah, would so just tw- like to say if you're trying Brahms Greta fan art, please go to church. <laughs> Any church, really. Any Any old church, any building of God, yeah, any synagogue, any mosque, you know, (laughs) temple, yeah, just a little chapel. The Baha'i temple is supposed to be lovely, just talk to God about this.
0: (laughs) The Baha'i temple is lovely this time of year, it
1: is. I keep (laughs) to go. My friend Alyssa once went on a date to the Baha'i temple, and the guy. God, it was so weird. This is such a like early 20s thing to happen. I, okay, for real, we're going to come back to the actual the real <laughs> the boy. But while we're talking about the Bahai temple, like it's really pretty <laughs> and you can just like tour the grounds and um Yeah, it is. Yeah. Alyssa went with this guy and <laughs> he like just start he just like laid down. I think he was high. He he just like laid down in the middle of the floor in the temple to like look up at the ceiling. And yeah, mm-hmm. and the the people who like
0: actually worship
1: there yeah we're like dude this is disrespectful can you please get up off the floor and he was just like giving them shit and stuff and Alyssa was like okay we got to get out of here and then they're just like walking around and Will met and um he like started taking stuff from people's yards and she was like dude what the hell put this stuff back And he was... What stuff was he taking? I don't Just, like, I don't remember. It was, like... I was picturing him holding, like, garden gnomes and, like, racks and, like... Yeah, I don't remember. It was just, like, some random thing. I don't remember. It was, like, a croquet mallet or, like, a trowel or just some random, like, yard you know, ephemera. And he's, like, running around. And she's, like, please, like, give that back. Like, that belongs to somebody. And he's, like, talking about how he, like, doesn't believe in private property. And she's, like, okay, you know, we can talk about, like, owning the means of production and like you know the death of the communal or whatever later but that doesn't mean you have to like steal trolls from a random person (laughs) and will met. and then because they were arguing I think someone called the cops on them and yeah I I don't remember it was just I I think like a police cruiser rolled up and was like hey we received a report of like a young couple like fighting out here and I, I don't even remember how Alyssa got out of this but I don't think she ever went out on another date with that guy again and I was like Alyssa, how do you get the weird ones how do you always get the weird ones (laughs) how do you she's (laughs) Alyssa is a wonderful human being and she's just gorgeous and so of course weird dudes come out of the woodwork to like you know cause problems at the temple and steal trowels and stuff like
0: shoot their shot or whatever the hell i know i'm
1: just like oh brother this is like (laughs) that line in the simpsons where marge is like homer just because there's a traveling circus doesn't mean you have to join it and i'm like listen just because someone escaped from the traveling circus and asked you out doesn't mean you have to go out with him (laughs) you could say no (laughs) just just say no to weird dudes
0: um all right let's do this the real the boy (laughs) so okay Ellie doesn't know anything about this. So I don't. I haven't looked at the notes. This is just her, happening. Her reactions are live as usual. <laughs> okay. Um, so in 1996, a high schooler named Annie, and in, we're in Townsend, Massachusetts, by the way. Okay. So she received a mysterious phone call from a guy that claimed to be from another school that saw her at a football game and thought she was cute. And asked for her phone number from wait. one of the, his friends.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you meant he's asking for her phone number on the phone call. I'm like, that's suspicious. I'm like waiting. I'm like waiting for the shoe to drop. Abby's like, you saw her at a high school football game, thought she was cute. I'm like, okay, wholesome. And he asked for her number. How did he ask for her phone number if he's on the phone? Okay, no. I will stop interrupting. I will just wait for the shoe to actually drop. Carry on. <laughs> I was <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'm
0: just imagining this conversation happening, and then like lawyer Ellie like breaking in the door, being like, "This <laughs> doesn't make any sense?" like, like, no, Annie." <laughs> okay, so she receives this phone call from someone she's never met before. um from a different school that had seen her at a football game thought she was cute got her phone number from a friend um and so after several weeks um which like does that shit even happen anymore i don't even know
1: anyway is this what the kids mean when they say that they're talking to someone and they're not but they're not like dating they're just talking yep okay um so after she's
0: she's like you teach the youths explain their culture to me (laughs) Um, so, she gets this phone call, they start talking for, like, several weeks on the phone, and she decides to go out with this guy. This guy, like, describes himself as a blonde athlete, um, so she's thinking, you know, he's super babe or whatever the hell. <laughs>
1: um, whatever they were t- however you would describe a hot guy in 1986. So... They agreed
0: to go on this date. He goes to her house to pick her up. And it's not who he said he was. Catfished. He, Yeah, she was catfished. And he was, like, brunette, super scrawny, nerdy, like, with pimples and stuff. And um, she, Annie was like, oh, great. But she decides, <laughs> I imagine at least... She decides to go out with this guy anyway, because, like, he's already here. She already said to go out. Like, no. he's going to be polite and go out with him anyway.
1: Oh, God. That sounds like something I would have done in high school.
0: Yeah. Like, just to be nice. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. So, they go out on this date, and they get to talking about, you know, like, family, like, brothers and sisters, all that stuff. And she, Amy brings up that her mom has just passed away from cancer a couple months ago. And how, like, her family is still kind of working through it and how it's been hard and all this other stuff. And this guy, um, on this date, Daniel Laplant Yeah! Um, Daniel... Like instead of being like, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss, like that's awful. You know, instead of that, he starts asking her questions like, how exactly did it make Annie feel that she had lost her mom? And like how much did her mom suffer? And like all these like intrusive questions that like I wouldn't even ask Ellie. Like I like, no. <laughs> And I've known her, like, 20 years, much less the first time meeting someone and being, like...
1: How will you dwell on how awful your mom's death was on this date for me?
0: No! So, yeah. So, Annie is, like, I'm not gonna see this guy again. Like, one, he lied to me about how he looked, and I'm just not, you know, attracted to him or whatever. Two, or, like, even that he just lied, like, is, like, enough for me. Not
1: good. Not a good
0: start. (laughs) Um... And then the fact that he had asked these freaky questions, she was, and she was like, I'm not going to see him. Plus, you know, I'm not really in the mood for dating because, you know, I'm still, you know, grieving my mother's loss and, you know, all this stuff. So that was that. She went on this date and that was it until. <laughs> so fast forwarding to later so later um annie and her sister jessica are like missing their mom so much they decide to perform a seance like with a ouija board and everything
1: yeah <laughs> she's looking at me like Bitch, my that- eyebrows are like in my hair i'm like absolutely not i've seen um, enough horror movies to know this is a bad idea
0: yeah so um their father like walks in and he's upset and he just like tells him to go to bed and as annie and jessica were trying to fall asleep they heard like light knocking on the walls and they started to talk to the knocking on the walls because they thought it was their mom and the sounds had worked Ah! they started asking the knocking questions and to respond like yes or no with like different knocks and everything and so the girls were like really excited because they thought they had reached their mother and that their mother was trying to communicate with them after her death. and they started noticing that items were going missing. They started hearing louder and louder noises than just like the knocking that they had heard previously like it was getting progressively louder
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and they started worrying that they were talking to something
1: much evil. worse yeah, yeah. And their
0: mom. So, um, Brian, their father, was, like, a total skeptic. He tells them to cut it out. He tells them, like, ghosts and demons aren't real. They don't exist. This house isn't haunted. You're just, like, acting out because your mom died. And, you know, I'm not going to stand for it. Figure out how to grieve a different way, basically. And so, months later, they were still like suffering repercussions of the sands there was lots of banging and one day there was so much banging that annie grabbed a knife and ran downstairs to investigate like i guess it was coming from the basement Mm -hmm. and um her sister was like behind her but nothing was there so they investigate a little bit in the basement to see if it if it's just like pipes or like the water heater i don't
1: know i don't own a home on the one know. hand, I'm like, if it was like a demon, what was a knife gonna do? But on the other hand, I wouldn't I also wouldn't just run down there empty hand. Yeah. On the other hand, she was super brave to just grab a knife and go. Like, <laughs> all right, let's fucking <laughs> do this. I don't know what I would grab. I know my mom has holy water at my parents' house, but I don't have any. I would probably just also have to grab a knife.
0: I don't have that like classic crucifix in the kitchen thing. Yeah. Like, my parents growing up, we had a crucifix in our kitchen for some reason, and I was like, why do we have this? And my dad was like, you always need a crucifix in the kitchen, and I was like, what? <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's like, I saw
1: this tweet about, uh, like, Abrahamic faith symbols. It was like, symbols of <laughs> Abrahamic faiths ranked great tier islam the moon there's only one excellent choice (laughs) like good tier judaism a star there are many stars but this one is yours also a good choice Mm -hmm. christianity what the fuck the fucking torture slash execution device on your kitchen wall gross
0: (laughs) not a good choice should have stuck with the fish yeah yeah i'm like this is a thing and apparently it was a thing but for a while i was very worried that we were the only
1: house with a crucifix in the kitchen no i feel like that's such a trope i don't think we had one in the kitchen i think we had one in the guest room yeah protect abby from the portraits of my great grandparents
0: um (laughs) you're wondering about that what episode did we talk about that in i don't know Bad Ben, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, our experiences with the supernatural and also just creepy portraits <laughs> <pictures laughs> of our grandparents yeah, so because we're sitcom characters. All right. <laughs> so anyway, so they ran downstairs to investigate this banging, and they come back, and in the living room, written in blood, it says, "I am in your room. Come find me." Ah! Time <laughs> to call nine one one. I don't okay care yeah. that it's a ghost. Nine one
1: one can deal with it.
0: Yep. So the girls were terrified and ran to the neighbor's house to call the police. Good. Yes. Um, The police notified their dad and their dad, um, like, ran home from work. He discovered the message was written um, in ketchup and lectured his daughters about how they needed to stop this nonsense.
1: Dude! You think we fucking, like, faked a call to 911 after, like, writing our own fake blood message? Yep. (sighs) So This is um, such a, we should do an episode on the trope of like, and I, I get why the dad like didn't want to believe him at first, but we should do an episode on the trope of like men not believing women in horror movies. We should. Okay. Um, so he starts,
0: he sets up meetings with a the therapist so the girls could like learn on how to properly grieve for their mother since he figured that was probably why they were acting like this. Which, you know, makes sense mm-hmm. um, and good for him for putting his kids in therapy because I know there's still that stigma and this is 1986, so. Yeah. Um, so two weeks went by. The girls had learned better to cope. Um, so the, the ghost appearances had stopped. They stopped telling their dad about weird stuff happening. Um, but however, the next time they were home alone, they heard more really loud banging god damn once it then once again annie grabs a kitchen knife <laughs> he's a fucking bad bitch <laughs> he's sick of shit. Knife, and she uh runs to like investigate where this noise is coming from she can't find anything <clears throat> goes to her bedroom and on the wall is written i'm back come and find me if you can what once again they ran the fuck out of that house their neighbor's house and their dad was called their dad and the police were called again so suddenly all of the TVs were on at full volume in the house but the girls had been at the neighbor's house because they were so freaked out after reading that message so um, Brian goes upstairs and because that's where the message was left like was in the bedroom and there's like a couple versions of, like, where this, like, story sort of, like, gets deferring, like, plot. So I'm going to tell you both because okay. I am a well-researched hoe. <laughs> um, so in one version, Brian finds another message that said, marry me. And a teenage kid's kid was standing in the room wearing his dead wife's clothes. What? A and makeup smeared across his face. Um, with a a hatchet. And Brian escaped um, and went to stay with some of his family, his other family members. When police searched the house, they didn't find anyone. So uh, the Andrews family finally comes home and to their horror, they see, like, when they pull up in the living room window, they see the same face of this teenager that they had seen with, like, makeup smeared all over him. Ah! Standing in their living room window, just, like, staring at them, like, through the blinds. Hate it. Hate it. I that for you. Another version of the story says that Annie was in her room and found a teenage boy dressed as a Native American in her closet with a hatchet. And he tied up, this, like, boy tied up Annie and her sister Jessica and went to find valuables in the house. Um, They managed to escape and the police came and couldn't find anything. However, police did in the basement behind the washing machine. They noticed a hole. And inside this hole, there were candy wrappers, beer cans, and other evidence that someone was living in the walls. Um, His name was Daniel LaPlante. Horrible. The boy that Annie had gone out on a date with months ago. Danny had built tunnels with strategically placed peepholes that allowed him to spy on Annie whenever he wanted. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. The worst. Um, <clears throat> Daniel was arrested and he was 17 years old and was sentenced as a minor. Um, he was in juvie for a while. Um, you know, they, no one performed any psych evaluations on him. I don't know why. Um, eventually, he was charged as an adult with larceny, four charges of kidnapping, four counts of armed assault, breaking and entering, and malicious destruction of property. Um, he was released to his mother and stepfather after they paid a $100,000 bond before his 12-11 court date. So, Yeah. Um, so the media, of course, is like going crazy for this case that this guy is secretly living in the walls of this people, of these people's house for months. And they're like, holy shit. <laughs> so, um, the media does some digging. They find out a few things about Daniel, which is used in court as his, as part of his defense. Um, they found out that he was abused by his father, um, And that he had dyslexia, so he struggled in school and didn't really fit in and have any friends. He was also diagnosed with ADHD, and his psychiatrist that was supposed to be treating him for this ADHD um, abused him for a year as well. So like, yeah, so he had shitty upbringing, for sure. Um, he also had a record of breaking into houses and what he would do was just move knickknacks around and furniture just enough for people to question themselves, but like uh, not enough to be super concerned. So like moving car keys over one hook, like, on the yeah. Back, on so the key people holder, being like, whatever. Oh, I always hang my keys on this hook at the end, but now they're moved, uh, one over. Maybe I just wasn't like paying attention and just, you know. Put it on this one or whatever um so they would just do like little things like that which is not enough to warrant calling the police yeah it's like they're gonna laugh at you if you're like um hi i put my keys on this hook and now all of a sudden and they're... today they're on a different one <laughs> they'd be like okay bye this is like... <laughs> man this line is for emergencies only <laughs> um but anyway so yeah So then I was thinking, I was, like, if I were a robber and I just wanted to, like, mildly, like, inconvenience the people in the house that I broke into, like, I'm not going to, like, steal anything super valuable. It's not going to be like John Mulaney where the kid steals, like, family photos that can't be replaced. Like, it's not like that. Like, just something (laughs) that they're mildly inconvenienced. I think I would just take the batteries out of the remotes.
1: (laughs) Take, yeah, take the batteries out of the remotes. Um, or take, like, all their left shoes. Yes. Take, you know, pull, take the scissors apart and take, like, one, one half of the scissors. <laughs> um, oh, Matt. And what else? I'm trying to think of what someone could do. I'm, like, thinking of the things in my house that someone could annoy me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, take, like, one string off my guitar yeah um take yeah. all the light bulbs out of my lamps oh that would so. That'd be so annoying right um what one. else take the knobs off the stove um, that's also a good move at parties sorry just real quick if you're not as a no not as a flip. as a genuine <laughs> look i'm not some, off your i'm not some sort of party ruining <laughs> stove terrorist um But if you're at a party and there's a gas stove, Especially if you're expecting the party to be crowded, if you're if you're having a party and you have a gas stove, take the knobs off, because uh, Jack was telling me one time like at a party he saw someone like accidentally like set the back of their shirt on fire when they're they like leaned against the stove with their butt and like ignited one of the burners. Also, if they if they just like bump into one of the knobs and it doesn't light, then it could be releasing a lot of natural gas. So if you're gonna have a wild party at your house and you have a gas range, just maybe take the knobs off. The more you know um what else
0: free advice from queers for fears right there
1: can't buy that take one yeah take one of each shoe one of each mitten short sheet the bed we're getting into like girl scout prank territory (laughs) unplug all the extension cords Um, unplug all everything yeah unplug absolutely everything I was just watching, I watched Emily for the first time on like a group Zoom call and there's this really shitty dude, he's this butcher and his um, his like assistant is like, he's just a little odd, I think we're supposed to assume that he's like neuroatypical in some way, but he's just like a, you know, and he like doesn't work the fastest, but he's like, like a nice harmless dude and so our protagonist Emily takes to doing exactly this kind of shit to her to the butcher who is her neighbor to get back at him like she she makes it so that one of his lamps will short out she steals his slippers and replaces them with a size that's like one size too small um she swaps his like foot cream and his toothpaste just like a bunch of like petty shit just to make this guy just to completely demoralize him so he won't have enough energy to demoralize his assistant anymore
0: that's amazing good for her
1: good for her good for her love that for you Gift. so um, i just and i know wikipedia is not the most reliable source but i googled daniel laplante and he apparently like went on to commit murder yeah i'm getting there why are you spoiling all this girl okay i thought that was i thought you were just gonna tell us the living in the walls part okay sorry girl, carry on <laughs> what the hell you so, can to help me spoiling it
0: she's like you're taking too long
1: <laughs> get to the murdering <laughs> Normally, that's, like, your favorite part, so I was, I just assumed that since we hadn't gotten there, that was not part of the story.
0: Usually murder is your favorite part. God, I hope I'm never on trial for anything.
1: <laughs> All right, we're putting that on your tombstone. Murder oh. was your favorite part.
0: Um, okay, so on December 1st at 3 p.m. in in the year 1987 so a year after he had been arrested for breaking and entering um the neighbors of annie the gustafsons so andrew gustaf gustafson discovers his pregnant wife priscilla dead in their home um she had been shot to death with a pillow over her face um a lot trigger warning here everybody for sexual assault but alongside her there was um semen and a used condom um they found that the dna meant the man that committed this crime was a type a secretor um which is a rare thing to have in your semen i don't know i'm a girl um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how semen works it's fine um i mean i know how it works it's fine anyway uh (laughs)
1: I'm just going to stop digging. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to stop talking. Right. Um, I'm going to go back to the murder. Um, but yeah, so that was how they caught Golden State Killer is that he, uh, he's also a type A secretor, which is a rare thing to find. Anyway, in the closet, they also found clothes that were all like knotted in a way that they could easily be used to like tie somebody up. Like it was like scarves and like, you know, uh, belts and stuff that were already like, halfway tied so that it would be easier to tie somebody up so he like broke in and was just like chilling in that house for a while too before the dad left and he like attacked um he also drowned their two small children who were five and seven in the bathroom and then after doing this he goes to his six-year-old niece's birthday party what the fuck after he just murdered a five-year-old He went to his six-year-old niece's fucking birthday party because he's a fucking asshole. So the next day, cops find... um, Near this house, they find gloves with gunshot residue on them and the Gustafsons, like, nameplate wrapped in a shirt. So they use their dogs, and the dogs smell these items... And the dogs led them, like, three feet away from uh, where Daniel LaPlante was staying. So, like, pretty, like, fucking spot on. Mm-hmm. So an arrest was, wasn't was made at the time because they didn't have enough evidence to make an arrest. Um, but later, once they got some um, more evidence, like, they talked to Daniel's brother. And his brother confirmed that the items that they found were Daniel's. Um police went to his home where he like ran from police. He jumped off his porch and just like ran away. What the hell? So two days later, police found him in a dumpster, um, a town over and they searched his clothing for DNA on one of his socks. They found a hair from, um, the daughter, Abigail Gustafson, that Gustafson, Mm -hmm. Gustafson, oh no, Gustafson that he had killed. Um, They also found, like, reported missing items from break-ins that Daniel had committed earlier that people had reported things missing, because before this, he, like, broke into someone's house and stole some, like, electronic equipment and, like, TV remotes from people, and I'm like, what kind of asshole do you have to be to steal a fucking TV remote?
1: Now I'm freaking out, because I haven't seen my TV remote in a while. (laughs) I'm sure it's in the couch, (laughs) but, uh
0: ah! So he um a year later he gets convicted of um three counts of murder and he gets sentenced three consecutive life sentences for the murder murders of priscilla abigail and william who's so then this asshole decides that he doesn't want to be in prison anymore so once he can, he asks for, he like, on appeal, he brings up the fact that, you know, the state didn't actually have any rights sen- sentencing him to life terms because he was, se- he was technically 17 when he committed these crimes, even though he was 18 when he was finally brought to court. And so he says, well, that's, you know, that's illegal. You can't do that to me. I should be out of jail by now. And the court finds that he hasn't been rehabilitated at all. They they upheld the maximum sentence. sentence, And, you know, um, he will now be, he will now not be up for parole for another 45 years. So he'll be like, he'll be like 85. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be fucking dead by then. Um, I mean, he killed two children, so, like, I really don't have sympathy for him, and I'm surprised that, you know, uh, the prison, uh, judicial system, for lack of a better way to phrase it, hasn't already taken care of him, because anyone that commits crimes against children does not do well in prison, so. But, yeah, that is the story of Daniel LaPlante and his break-in and his fucking murders
1: <laughs> did Which, not see that one coming
0: fucking wild i know i was like there was one podcast i listened to that only talked about how he was like in the walls and i was like oh wow that's sure creepy and then another podcast was talking about him, and i was like oh like i've just heard this you know episode about this guy already like do i really want to listen and i was like yeah i'll listen and then i found out that he fucking committed triple homicide after he, um, paid bail on his fucking B&E charges, and I was like, what the hell? See, when I
1: saw that you were writing notes about someone who lived in walls, I assumed that he was living in his own damn walls, like Brahms. For all his flaws, at least (laughs) (laughs) Brahms, at least the guy in the movie just lived in his own walls.
0: Yeah, it was like his own fucking
1: family yeah.
0: like yeah. living in
1: someone else's walls a thousand times worse nope. do not do it hate it
0: nope and like writing fucking messages and catch up but and like dressing up in uh their mother's their dead mother's clothes and like makeup and shit that was in the attic oh like that thanks i hate it thanks i hate it <laughs> i hate it and that is my contribution to this movie. so wild. We hope you hated it, by which I mean loved it. <laughs> I'm glad no one has been like, "Wow, I hate, I hate this podcast." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. So far, we've only gotten very kind reviews. Yeah. So
0: thank you I feel for like that. That's what we've made or just when we get a negative re- review. That's like. I'm there
1: too call. <laughs> yeah, when we get some hate mail, we'll know we've made it. If you want to send us some hate mail. <laughs> podcast Queers for fear, really I- com. <laughs> Uh if you want to leave us another glowing review, you can do that on Apple or Anchor, right? Or, no, Facebook. I can never remember which platforms you can review on and which you cannot. You cannot do reviews on Spotify, right? Oh, you can't, which is a damn shame because there's a lot of people
0: using Spotify to listen to us, But, um, yeah, you can... We're also on Twitter at QueersFirstPod, and the one runs the Twitter account. That's so, me. The other day, she tweeted a dream code for Animal Crossing that I went to and it was a horror themed island in an animal crossing and i was like what the hell
1: these, these people that? doing these horror themed islands are amazing i went to one that was like so like you know you obviously there's the principal account if you if you play or don't play animal crossing like you create this island and then also you can have all other players um, create their own houses and their own accounts. And whoever created the island, whoever started the game, gets to make, like, the substantial changes. But um, other other people can, like, play no. on the game and do their own house and stuff. So some of these horror islands, like, this one had, like, eight different player accounts. And, like, each house, like, contributed to, like, the myth arc of the island somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was really, really cool. It was obviously very J-horror inflected. But anyway, I'm... Uh, when i visit a cool horror island i'm tweeting about it on (laughs) at if you want some recommendations for horror themed islands to dream of
0: yeah i want someone that was um like a different geographic location
1: yeah if you go to one in the because you can set your island to northern or southern hemisphere so if you go to a southern hemisphere island it'll be winter
0: yeah, no, but I mean, like the island was like themed. So there was like an England, like London, what island? There was like a Japan part of the island, kind of like Epcot. But that sounds adorable. Will you send me that dream code? Yeah, if I can, if I can find, can you it. find it again. I know. <laughs> I will. But yeah. Anyway, sorry that we just talked about Animal Crossing. I'm not sorry. We haven't talked in a while, so I was like, hello.
1: I <laughs> want
0: <laughs> Anyway. Um, thank you for listening. If you're still here, I don't know why. (laughs) I appreciate you. uh, And I see you.
1: Um, but... but. Valid for listening to our podcast. (laughs) We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, Queers for Fears podcast. Twitter, Queers for Fears pod. Gmail podcast, Queers for Fears.
0: Yeah, find us. Talk to us. Follow our shit. Yeah. Okay, thank you for listening and stay queer.
1: Stay creepy. Don't stay in the walls, though. Get out yeah. of there.
0: That's just... <laughs> Get out of there.
1: <laughs> Get out of there. That's weird.
0: We yeah, hate it. If someone is playing this really loudly so that you can hear it in the walls, fuck <laughs> off. Get a life. <laughs> you know, you know what? That's how you would find them is because someone would, like, blast our podcast and the person living in the walls would just giggle because we're so fucking fun. <laughs> people to their location. <laughs> Things I
1: hate. Having one shoe stolen and people giggling in my walls. <laughs> and cleaning ketchup off of the, off of the plaster. All right.
0: <laughs> Bye. Yeah, for real. <laughs>